Hello, friend, and welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, and a best-selling author of the book, U-Turn. Get unstuck, discover your direction, and design your dream career. I wrote the U-Turn book and created this podcast to help you reconnect to who you truly are at your core. And that's why every single week, I bring you a guest on with the intention of helping you upgrade your confidence in work and in love. Now let's get in to this week's episode. What's going on, U-Turn friends? So you know that I always try to think outside of the box when it comes to this podcast. And this week, I just had to bring Mimi Millard onto the show. She's the CEO and founder of Period Symptom Relief Natural Medicine, Delune, D-E-L-U-N-E. Their products are incredible. I actually use their period rescue kit and 83% of people who use it, it's a, it's an all natural supplement. You get relief in less than an hour, um, whether that's calming inflammation, relaxing your muscle muscles, you know, just anything brain fog cramps related. And that was why I just thought we need to have Mimi on the podcast. She is on a mission to lift the period burden naturally. And she worked as a sustainable designer specialist prior to owning her own business, graduated from Cornell, or as her 11-year-old cousin Jude says, she's the CEO of periods. So obviously (laughs) we need to have her on to talk all things menstrual education, menstrual health. Uh, Mimi, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. Yeah. And I also just want to remind all of you as you're listening, if you're like me and you get horrible cramps, um, Mimi gave us the code U-Turn20 for 20% off at Deloon.co. So be sure to head over there if you need a product like this. I certainly do. Okay. So what got you into being the CEO of Periods? What was this about for you? Yes. My favorite title bestowed on me by my 11-year-old cousin. It's been a journey, but uh, they say necessity is the mother of invention, which is absolutely true for me. I grew up with really painful periods. So I got my period at 12. I, um, you know, had a health class where they kind of glossed over the information that I need, which we can get into more, but there was no discussion of symptoms that might occur with periods. So that was my own journey, just learning about my body throughout high school and college as these symptoms got worse and worse for me. And I didn't have any warning. So um, over the years, just really dealing with painful cramping in my uterus and back and mood swings that were completely disorienting. Um, And I felt like I was alone because again, I didn't have the education on, you know, what to expect or how to deal with it. Um, So that really started me on a path of doing the status quo. I went and I saw doctors and it was kind of framed as the only two options for relieving these symptoms are painkillers and birth control. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's kind of like a dead end because for me, I experienced bad side effects, um, to both, which I could go into more detail on, but long story short, I, um, ended up really having a breaking point in college where I was taking so many painkillers, just over the counter painkillers, you know, not prescription, but taking them by the handful month after month, it does have a, a, takes a toll on your body over time, which was another piece of information I was missing. And so I just went down a rabbit hole of researching 
other relief options. I wasn't even, you know, specifically looking for something natural, Mm -hmm. but when I partnered with my co-founder, Courtney Mazak, she's a dietitian and nutritionist. And so her first instinct was to look at all the clinical studies that have been done on period symptoms. And we found that, you know, the most evidence-based safe and effective options that have been proven clinically are natural ingredients. Mm. So that's how we came to form Deloon. We were just in awe of the evidence behind these herbs, vitamins, and minerals that we weren't seeing reflected in the market. So we wanted to bring them together in the most potent, easy to take forms as possible. And that's how Deloon was born. It's just really incredible. And um, by the way, I love just all of the French references, Deloon, meaning of the moon. <laughs> That's just so beautiful. And thank you. Yeah. And I also, I was one of those people, I was 13 and I remember, well, first of all, I remember the first day I got my period and I was pretending yeah. to be um, irritable because I wanted my mom to guess that I had my period. Like, do you know why I'm so sassy right oh now? Oh my God. I to have PMS and she didn't notice. And I'm like, do you know why I'm in a mood? Cause I have my period. <laughs> but anyway, um, wow. I remember That's that. really interesting. Yeah. I was, a, it was an interesting kid. I was definitely one of the ones that like <laughs> opened up the paper clips and pretended I had a retainer and didn't want to <laughs> but, um, my question I think is around birth control. I know you're not, you know, a scientist necessarily, but what can you share that you've learned through all the research both of you have done over at Daloon around the birth control pills? Because I do remember being one of those people where I took birth control. Um, I was on it from age 13 to age 31, so like eight yep. years, almost yep. decades. The period cramps that I had were unbearable. I had to leave school until I went on the pill. And then when I got off the pill, I had the craziest cystic acne I've ever mm. seen on anyone in my face mm-hmm. two months. And it was really shocking for me to realize, wow, these hormones were really playing a role in my body's function. And without this Ill, my body is like having an upheaval right now. Yes. So I've actually been off of birth control for a really long time, which makes it a little bit complicated being like a dater in New York without yeah. a partner um, and, you know, birth control and all these things. So yeah. um, I'm just curious, like, what have you learned about birth control that has surprised you or what can you share with everybody that they can look into? Because I know that they can use Deloon's, you know, period rescue kit. And I'm really excited about this U-turn 20 code because I know a lot of people need it, but I also just want to understand what, what you've gathered on this. This episode is brought to you by Deloon, the menstrual health company that creates research-backed, naturally effective solutions to lift the burden you may feel when you get your period. And if you're anything like me, PMS comes with cramps and cravings and feeling a little bit like a bloated puffer fish. <laughs> but Deloon's products help you feel more like yourself no matter where you are in your cycle. Right now, I am loving their period rescue kit, which comes with both cramp aid and steady mood. Steady mood provides daily PMS support while cramp aid provides targeted period cramp relief. These are the menstrual essentials you need for natural cycle relief at a bundled price. If you have heavy cramps, simply take two capsules of cramp aid at the first sign of period pain or discomfort. These natural capsules and remedies are packed with vitamin B12, zinc, ginger, and marigold to calm your inflammation, relax your muscle cramps, and boost your oxygen levels. In a recent survey, 
83% of CrampAid users experienced relief in less than an hour. So say goodbye to painful days distracting you from showing up for your life. And if you experience mood swings, Steady Mood is made with the most researched natural ingredients to support your stress response and hormonal health. They're packed with vitamin B6 to boost serotonin, magnesium to lower stress, rhodiola, an adaptogenic herb that supports mental clarity. So much more. Take two easy to swallow tablets every day, all month long, all natural to create harmony within your system. What I love the most about Deloon is that their products are not only effective, but also vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. So head on over to Deloon.co, that's D-E-L-U-N-E.co, and use the code U-TURN20, that's Y-O-U-T-U-R-N-2-0, 20% off your order. Again, that's Deloon.co, and use your code U-TURN20 for 20% off your order. Love yourself, take care of yourself. You do not have to grin and bear it through these pains. There is so much self-love out there for you. Why not such a natural solution? That's Deloon.co with code U-TURN20 for 20% off. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Oh my gosh. So much to unpack there. I think it goes back to, again, like what information were we not given when we were all going on these pills, right? Because nearly everyone I speak to about their period has some birth control story. Um, and often it's, it's a horror story or a bad experience, or at least a confusing experience. And it blows my mind how little information we're given when we are signing up for these sometimes decades long relationships yes. with a medication. And there are all kinds of complications that can kind of come up when you are taking hormonal birth control. So I think first you have to understand like how the cycle works we have these incredible hormones that our body naturally produces. It's kind of a superpower, uh, progesterone and estrogen, right? They're kind of branded as pregnancy hormones because, you know, that's where they are really pushed to their limit when they are creating another life. But I am trying to rebrand them. They have tons of benefits that are not just for pregnancy, just for general health to, to produce estrogen and progesterone is an incredible thing because it can contribute to your bone health, your cognitive health. They're anti-inflammatory naturally. They can help with, you know, all kinds of essential bodily processes for people with a uterus. Mm -hmm. So I think when we talk about birth control, often it's like, oh, help me balance my hormones and so I don't have to experience these symptoms. Um, uh, and of course, people are using it for contraception as well. But often, that is just one piece of it. They're also trying to deal with their menstrual symptoms or just like, you know, balance their cycle, whatever that means. And that is a huge piece of misinformation because it's not balancing your hormones. What hormonal birth control is doing is providing your body with synthetic versions of these hormones that your body naturally produces. So instead of estrogen and progesterone, it's estradiol and progestin. And if you are, you know, supplementing with these synthetic versions, you're going to stop producing it naturally. And that's the idea, right? Because you want to stop ovulating. So 
ovulation has so many benefits. When you are ovulating healthily and normally, you're producing a lot more progesterone. And like I said, you get all those amazing benefits from those hormones naturally. So when you are stopping ovulation and suppressing your entire cycle, you're missing out on all those benefits. Mm. And that was something I didn't understand at all when I was put on the birth control pill at 14. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even using it for contraception. I was using it as an effort recommended by a doctor um, to stop my period pain. Exactly. And, and do you have any thoughts on people who use the pill or any sort of birth control that skips your period? I wasn't thinking of this question before we got on the mic, but now I'm really thinking there's so many things that we use these pills for, and Mm. I have no judgment. I know there's plenty of listeners who get a lot of benefit from it. And if that's working for you, and I think it's our responsibility on the show to show these alternatives that might be more holistic for your body. Um, what's your take on purposefully like, Oh, I'm going to Cabo with my girlfriends. Let's just Mm -hmm. leave this whole period thing. Like, does that cause any in your body? Again, I, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head by saying it depends on every person and I have zero judgment. Like, I think there is a time and a place for these drugs and I'm really glad that they exist. I'm glad painkillers exist. I'm glad birth control exists. I think the problem is when you are taking it without the knowledge of what it's actually doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you are taking it in an informed way, listen, I know that this is going to temporarily stop my cycle and, you know, stop my bleeding, stop my ovulation. And I know that that comes with its own, you know, uh, consequences, Mm -hmm. but it's worth it to me because I think this is, you know, a big inconvenience for my life right now. And I could use this time for a break from my cycle altogether. That makes total sense. Mm -hmm. But some people think that when they're on hormonal birth control, they're still getting a period and you're, you're actually not, even if you're bleeding because you again are suppressing your cycle. So if you're not ovulating the whole process of, you know, building up the uterine lining and shedding the uterine lining, it's not happening as, as it normally would. So it's, you're actually having a, a pill bleed is it's called instead of a period. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. And, um, I, you know, I know that I've been told, so I don't know if you have a take on this, that people who are on birth control, that the hormones may influence who's that, who they choose as romantic partners. Do you have any thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Because I imagine when your hormone, I mean, your hormones are everything. They're either regulating you or dysregulating you in so many ways. So mm. um, I remember when I froze my eggs recently, I was like the most dysregulated version of myself. Like I just felt mm-hmm. completely out there. And um, wh- what's your, t- do you have any thoughts on that? Like how these hormones might influence your life choices, your partner choices, your romantic and sexual mm. business? That's so interesting. I mean, I think they influence everything, like you said. So we have a teammate who is um, a therapist, actually, and she gets a lot of um, she notices cyclical patterns in her patients. And I think uh, honestly, all therapists should be kind of informed by the menstrual cycle because it does play a big role in your mood and your thinking and your behaviors. And it's sometimes hard to tell what's PMS, what's my hormones, what's, you know, seasonal depression or anxiety. 
And so the more you can pay attention, and I really recommend journaling or cycle tracking to get a hold of this, um, the more you can kind of distinguish what's happening. But I just thought it was so interesting that our teammate, who's a counselor, a therapist, she she is informing her practice based on where her clients are in the menstrual cycle. So I don't know about romantic partners, but absolutely it can affect your thinking and behavior, which of course is going to affect your relationships. So she even has um, journal prompts for each phase of the cycle. So, you know, when you're in your menstrual phase of the cycle, when you're actively shedding your uterine lining and your hormones are at a low point, you know, you're not going to feel your best. So you may be experiencing low moods, depression, um, influenced by the menstrual cycle. And, you know, she recommends really turning inward at that time and thinking about your values and priorities because your energy is limited. So you can only give your energy to the most important thing. Mm. Um, And then, you know, by contrast, when you're at your most energetic phase of the cycle, when you're ovulating, you know, maybe that's more of a time to put yourself out there, take risks in relationships, explore something new, you know, meet new people. So definitely I could see that influencing who you're going to be open to exploring romantically during, during each phase. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I'm reading women who run with wolves. I don't know if you've read that meme. Mm, I have been recommended this book so many times. It's taken me almost a year to get through it because it's all protein. It's no fat. Like every line means Mm -hmm. something you have to read it with presence. So, um, and, and it's gotten me, you know, her wild women archetype about coming back into your natural state as a woman has resonated for me so much. Mm. And she talks a lot about instinct. And I imagine that your hormones yeah. have a huge impact on your um, calibration and your attunement to your instinct. So you talk yeah. a lot about cycle health and, you know, 101 and what's happening in each phase, what those inner seasons are. Um, can yeah. you tell me a little bit about what are these inner seasons? Um, and can you just paint that picture so that everyone taking notes can kind of mark it down and get a sense of where they might be based on their inner seasons. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite metaphors because it just, I mean, talk about wild woman. It really illuminates how seasonal we are as menstruating people. We are not just operating on a 24 hour clock. We are operating on a 28 day clock. Mm -hmm. Um, So the inner seasons kind of illustrate that rise and fall that's happening at a cyclical level. So, um, yeah, day one of the period uh, or of the cycle is typically what we consider the first day of your period. So the menstrual phase of the cycle is considered the inner winter, right? Because all, all the, the dead cells are being released. It's kind of a, a starting over, Mm-hmm. Right. So typically that's about five days. Um, that's your inner winter. And again, you may take this time to be really introspective and, you know, it. think of things that you do in winter, right? You get cozy, you snuggle up on the couch, you watch a movie, you journal, you take that time to rest. And it's like a mini hibernation. Mm-hmm. And I think when we try to force ourselves to push through the period and like, just power through it. And there are all these outdated, you know, play text commercials of people on their period going to play tennis in the white skirt. And I think that doesn't resonate anymore with a modern audience because we are starting to recognize the value of 
resting, resetting in our inner winter. Um, and then that leads us into the follicular phase, which we consider the inner spring. So this is when the uterine lining is building up again. Estrogen and progesterone are on the rise. It feels really good to get those hormones back up. You experience all the benefits. There are mood benefits as well. And you might feel more playful in this phase. Um, you might, like I said, go meet new people. It's all leading up to ovulation, which is kind of the main event of the cycle. So we consider it the inner summer mm -hmm. and it's a peak, right? Ovulation is actually typically only one day. Mm -hmm. um, so it's the shortest phase you could say, but it is the, the peak of these hormones. And um, it's when you are releasing these eggs, you are fertile, you are energetic, you're outgoing probably. Um, and so I like to schedule things, you know, in anticipation of that buildup, you know, you can really cycle sync and think about, um, putting those more adventurous or energy intensive, um, events, activities that you have coming up in your follicular and ovulatory phases, because that's when you're feeling springy and summery. Mm -hmm. And then that brings us into the luteal phase. So this is kind of the downward fall of the cycle. And it is truly like an inner fall. You are coming back down. Um, you may, you know, experience a dip in energy. A lot of us experience a dip in mood during the luteal phase, sometimes even more so than the menstrual phase. Those week or two before the period, it can be really brutal on your mood. I don't know if you've experienced this, but mm -hmm. you're just kind of like, why, why am I feeling so moody and fatigued? And it's often because, you know, you've just gone on this huge hormonal journey and you're coming back down and it's totally normal to feel that way. So in this phase, we kind of recommend, um, self-affirmations. So just kind of reminding yourself that, you know, I, I have all these strengths and they will come back to me when I'm in that phase. This is my time to prepare for hibernation and, um, have a mini rest. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Modern Fertility. We're supposed to go to the OBGYN once a year for our annual checkups, but checking in with our fertility isn't usually a thing until we're somehow ready for kids. And the reality is that one out of six couples struggle with infertility when they start to create a family. It is so painful for me to watch this with my friends, and I really wanted to partner with Modern Fertility to get the word out about this. Personally, being a mom is something that I've always wanted to do, but right now I'm really focused on my career and in the process of finding the right person for me. Lately, I've really wanted to understand where my body's at so that I'm at least responsible with myself and I'm planning ahead. That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way for you to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple little finger prick and you mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, learn if you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age, how you do with egg freezing or IVF, menopause timing, and other really important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for the next steps. 
traditional testing for this can cost over a thousand bucks, but Modern Fertility gets you that same information at a fraction of the price. So if you head to modernfertility.com slash U-turn, you can get $20 off of your test. That's Modern Fertility, M-O-D-E-R-N-F-E-R-T-I-L-I-T-Y.com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N to get $20 off your test. Also, if you have HSA or an FSA, you can put these dollars towards modern fertility. So if you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. And I'm so grateful that Modern Fertility has been so amazing and is sharing this $20 off with the U-Turn community on their super affordable test. When you head on over to modernfertility.com slash U-Turn, that means your test will cost $179 instead of hundreds or thousands it could cost at your doctor's office. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Mm, So beautiful. And um, you talk also about the importance of healthy ovulation and healthy Mm -hmm. periods. Okay. So a couple questions just about the cycle. You talk about that first phase where you're bleeding um, days one through five. Where is the tipping point? Because I think a lot, maybe this is just me and sorry, everyone for the information if it's TMI, but, you know, sometimes on the last day, it's kind of like, is this still here? Is it gone? Like, Mm. when do you decide that you're moving into the spring and the lining is rejuvenating and replenishing Mm. versus you're ending out your period? Like if there's any drops, is it still days one through five? So you're asking about the transition from the menstrual phase into the follicular phase. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. For me, the biggest indicator is the mood. Okay. Um, I mean, if you look at a hormone chart, the, (laughs) the rise of estrogen and progesterone is so extreme coming off the period into follicular phase. It's like, a hockey stick. Yeah. So I think the, the big indicator is mood. Obviously most people will stop bleeding, um, somewhere between day two to day seven. So that's typically considered the end of the period is the last day that you're bleeding, but you could still be experiencing benefits from those rise in hormones, even as you're still bleeding a little bit. Got it. And you also talked about the fifth vital sign. Did you cover that? Mm -hmm. What was that again? Yeah. So in medicine, um, there are vital signs. So every doctor is trained to recognize four vital signs. Um, and these are your pulse rate, temperature, breathing rate, and blood pressure. So anytime you go to a clinic for, you know, any issue, they're going to take these four vital signs just to get a quick check on how you're doing. Right. It's kind of like a quick report card. And, There are lots of menstrual educators today who have um, posited that the menstrual cycle itself is the fifth vital sign that we haven't acknowledged because, well, because it affects only half of us, only half of us. Um, And I say that sarcastically because I think that is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. Ridiculous that it's kind of ignored, Um, but it completely makes sense, right? As a fifth vital sign, it is a report card of how we're doing as menstruating people to ignore that is, you know, to ignore a main signal that your body is giving you on how you're doing. Mm -hmm. If your periods are really painful or they're missing or you're not ovulating. And of course, you know, your doctor should be asking whether you're on hormonal birth control or not, because that also affects this, but it's a huge indicator of overall wellness. 
Okay. So I would love to educate everyone on some signs that maybe that fifth vital sign of your period is off. Mm -hmm. Um, most, I don't know if this is common. I'm guessing it is, but for me, um, I track my cycle in an app and I'm always like one or two days off. Um, sometimes I'll spot for a few days prior. And my -hmm. understanding is that sometimes spotting is not good. Sometimes it doesn't matter depending on how many days it happens. Can you just give us some basic indicators for anyone listening that maybe there's something off in your body to take a look at with your doctor. Um, cause I know the period rescue kit can help with those symptoms, but maybe there's something even larger at play. Yeah, totally. And I think that's another piece of missing information that we are not educated about, you know, in health class or by our doctors is, you know, what are these underlying conditions that affect about 10% of menstruating people, whether it's endometriosis, uh, uterine fibroids, adenomyosis, there are some serious um, issues that affect a good number of us. And so I think anytime your period or your cycle is causing abnormal or extremely difficult symptoms, it could be spotting, it could be pain, it could be fatigue moods, you will intuitively know this is, this is disrupting my daily life, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what, you should always talk to a doctor if that is happening in your life. But I think if you can rule out, okay, it's it's probably not one of these underlying conditions. That doesn't mean you don't have a difficult period. You know, for me, I don't have an underlying condition. I don't have a diagnosis of um, a uterine disorder or anything. I just have really difficult periods and that can be hard to deal with in its own right. So I think you know, difficult periods are just the tip of the iceberg. Your period is like the messenger, right. Of what's going on. So first of all, if you're not cycle tracking, start doing it. I'm really glad to hear that you're at least doing it and noticing when these spottings are occurring. Um, it sounds like, you know, they might be an inconvenience, but not something that's completely disrupting your life. And so I would say, just keep monitoring it and, um, notice if it changes drastically from cycle to cycle, because it may be your normal, yeah. you know? Well, I, a doctor told me and, and everyone can take this with a grain of salt, but that, um, up to three days of, of light spotting is not a big mm-hmm. deal, but once you get past three days, come back into the office. Yeah. I also used to do acupuncture quite a bit and he helped mm. with fertility issues a lot. And it was really a miracle what this man in LA was doing. I mean, I would, he would mm. take graphs of people's follicles and they would get longer and they would get pregnant because of his acupuncture work. And so there's just so Whoa. much, that's why I love this podcast. Cause I think we're yeah. right the end of the mystical and the practical, you know, keeping it grounded in you know, tactical things, but mystical, practical, tactical, but anyway, <laughs> um, you know, point being, um, I just think that there's, you know, those, those lines, you know, so kind of going back to, yeah. you know, an uncomfortable period, what would you say is quote unquote typical? And I know it's hard to do that, but I know for me, when mm-hmm. I get my period, it, my stomach really gets sharp pains for like two to four hours while it's coming in. And then I'm pretty okay for the rest yeah. of it. Maybe I have yeah. my symptoms, my stomach hurts and that's it. And then I move on. Um, yeah. For those two to three hours, I just feel like a blob and I don't feel good. Um, yeah. Say that's typical. What can we share with everybody so that we can kind of manage their expectations of, you know, even further of when is it the right time to say, oh, this feels off. Mm. I'm glad you're using the word typical because I feel like that is a much more accurate word than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, like so many of these symptoms 
and a broad spectrum of severity of these symptoms are typical. Unfortunately, that's what can be so um, mystifying about the menstrual cycle is it does vary a lot from person to person. So, you know, multiple days of pain is typical, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, during the menstrual cycle, low moods, fatigue, bloating, the list goes on and on. Even, you know, the spotting and the irregularity, if it's just a few days each cycle that it's varying, that can be typical as well. So I think that's why it all has to be relative to you. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a baseline of, okay, the last three cycles, this is what happened to me or the last six cycles, even better, Mm -hmm. then you won't know what's out of the norm for you. But I think my rule of thumb is just, is this disrupting my daily life? Yeah, absolutely. Talk to a doctor at that point and try to rule out some of these underlying causes. Unfortunately, endometriosis is a really prevalent one and it's really hard to diagnose because it requires a surgery um, to get in there and see if there is endometrial tissue. So I know that some of these things can be hard, but I think start the conversation as soon as you realize that something is off for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know that, you know, there's some weird educational experiences I've had in elementary school, like the oh, yes. education. I remember the teacher got like a banana out and it was just like, this is such an interesting. <laughs> and now we've got the menstrual health where we're just not that educated on it. Um, so yeah. what would you say is so important that we really understand today that we haven't talked about yet with our period? Um, yeah. Or, or our parents, you know, what should they tell their, their little, you know, their, their kids who are going to get their period, Um, Oh my God. Insightful that you have on that. Yes. If I could have one like legacy, it would be to change how periods are educated about from this young age, because it really does set you up for your habits for the next, you know, decades of your life. And I don't know about you, Ashley, but my experience with menstrual education in school was one day, it was actually one half hour. And it was just, there was one, you know, hush, hush day where the nurse came in and said, can I take all the girls to this private room? So first off, why are we separating out the boys and the girls to have this conversation? This is a hugely important piece of just human health that we should all be understanding whether or not we're, we're menstruating, but no, it was separated out and we went into a secret little classroom and we watched a secret little video. And all that happened in the video was there was a girl who was getting her period and her mom bought her pads and was like, now you're a woman. (laughs) (laughs) So like what information do I take away from that as a 12 year old? Okay. Message number one, menstruating is a secret. For some reason. Why? Why was that the message? Why was I supposed to be so hush hush about it? What habits is that going to make me form for the rest of my life? I'm probably not going to talk about it, you know, with my family or friends as much. And I'm probably going to be less likely to seek help from a doctor when I need help, like we were just talking about, because I feel like it's a taboo and it's, you know, secret in some way. So that is the first piece I would change. It is not shameful. It is not a secret. I don't know why there's so much taboo around that. Yeah. 
And then the second piece is that the only discussion was around pads, hygiene, Mm -hmm. right? How do you deal with the bleeding? There was no discussion of the symptoms. And that is just so frustrating to me because the symptoms, the actual pain and moods and fatigue that we experience are really what's disrupting our lives. It's not whether or not we leak a little bit. That's kind of feeding into this shame around the menstrual cycle. Like, God forbid I ever have a leak and someone knows I'm on my period. Mm -hmm. In reality, the problem is more how are we dealing with these symptoms and how are we helping you feel better each cycle? You know, we were were sent home with like one of those giant diaper pads. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, honestly, living in New York City, I walk so much and it's so hard to find a bathroom sometimes. I feel like I should just be wearing a diaper around this. I know. I know. (laughs) But I have to go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just like the message you receive from that is like, don't ever let anyone ever bleed. Yeah. God forbid someone will find out you're menstruating. That's a lot less important, I think, than having a discussion around the symptoms. Yeah. We live in a world where some of the most basic and natural things are somehow so taboo, but so common. And it's so interesting. Um, a couple of fun facts that I found about periods. I'm just curious if any of them sit with you differently, but Hmm. I read somewhere that your periods get worse when it, when it's cold weather, Um, which I just thought like cold weather being able to impact your period, making it heavier than normal or make your symptoms more than normal is very interesting. And also that you can still get pregnant if you're on your period. So, um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Um, Mm -hmm. but I just find it really interesting that, you know, I think we kind of see ovulation that one day summer moment as like, Mm -hmm. this is a one day thing and it's over there and our period Mm -hmm. over here and we can on our period. Do you have any thoughts on having sex on your period for anyone who's listening? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely pro. Uh, Period blood can be a natural lubricant. And um, like I said, at the end of the period, you are going up the roller coaster of hormones. So you're about to feel really good. Um, A lot of times your sex drive is a lot higher during the follicular phase that you're entering. So I think some of the best sex can happen, like, you know, on that transition from your period into your follicular phase. So, okay. you know, get a towel. There are lots of, <laughs> yeah, make it happen. Try it out. Don't knock it till you tried it. Yeah. Um, but in terms of getting pregnant on your period, it is um, unlikely, but it is technically possible. So if you have a very short follicular phase, for whatever reason, you could be ovulating earlier in your cycle. And the crazy fact that I have learned is that sperm can survive inside of you for up to seven days. So (laughs) uh, very, very strange to imagine, but it is theoretically possible that, you know, you could have sex on your period and then your ovulation comes really quickly after, and that sperm is still there to swoop in at the right moment. So highly unlikely, but you know, um, protection is always great. Okay. Um, (laughs) and then I know the average age for women starting their period or just people who have uteruses, as you said, I love that terminology. Um, 
that it used to be around 17, like back in the 1800s, girls didn't get it until they were Mm. teens. And now it's around age 12, which you and I were both kind of in at that age. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, it's so interesting that we will literally spend 10 years of our waking life on our period that the average American woman has around 450 periods in her lifetime. Um, is, do you have any preferred method? Like right now we see a lot of like the cups, the, the menstrual cups, the menstrual underwear, the tampons, like, do you have a take on what is the best, um, mm. way to navigate the bleeding, um, you know, period panties, like whatever it is that you think is great. The best way is to experiment and find what works for yeah. you. And I know I sound like a broken record, but it is so personal and so different for everyone. Some people are going to love the new cups and discs that we have. And some people are going to feel like that's too invasive and that's okay. For me, my personal favorite is to use period proof underwear, which is an innovation that I'm just so happy I'm alive for because it's such a great update to the traditional pad. Um, I like, you know, bleeding onto something rather than having something inserted. That's just my preference. Mm-hmm. Some people love their tampons and, you know, that works for them. Um, there are just so many options right now. We're kind of in a period hygiene renaissance. Yeah. So, I mean, just try it all and see what feels good for you. I will say if you have, um, more painful periods, you may, um, yeah, you may want to experiment a little more because I've, I've heard people in the Deloon community who say that cups have given them some relief. Yeah. And I've also had some people say that because everything is just so painful and inflamed, they don't want to put anything in there. So it can go either way. Yeah. So yeah, you really want to experiment. Yeah. I love what you're sharing there. And I have some questions about the rescue kit and just everything that's in it, because I was so impressed when I bought it first, that first of all, that it's so affordable. And second of all, um, you have almost 300 five-star reviews on this. And most people who take it, um, according to your research are saying that they feel better in less than an hour, which is incredible. Yes. Um, you know, I, I also saw on your website, you talked about the cramp severity on a scale of one through 10, 10 being the worst pain an hour after this aid, it being cited as around a four, which is incredible. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what are some of the things that you put in the period rescue kit? And just reminder for everybody, it's D-E-L-U-N-E.co um, for the period rescue kit. And you turn 20 um, for your discount at checkout, which it's already so affordable. So why not have these little friends on hand all natural every <laughs> single month? Um, but can you tell me a little bit about what this all natural remedy is really doing um, yes. that is helping so quickly? I see vitamins B1, B6, B12. Uh, can you just walk yeah. me through all of that? Uh, I am so proud of these products because they are really what I wish I had had when I was growing up. So that was kind of our whole approach um, when Courtney and I were first starting the formulation process is how can we optimize our cycles and optimize the relief process and give people a natural option or a safe and effective option if they are looking for alternatives to painkillers and birth control like I was. So um, we have two core products in this period rescue kit, and I'll talk about each one of them. The steady mood is the daily multivitamin that you would take every day. So this is meant to address all phases of the menstrual cycle because you're on your cycle every day, 
of your life. It doesn't, it doesn't stop. So you want to support each phase in its own way. And a lot of times PMS symptoms and low moods can be caused by uh, nutrient deficiencies and stress and inflammation. So the ingredients in steady mood target each one of those things. Um, we have uh, the herbs in steady mood, rhodiola and saffron. These are really great for coping with stress. And the less stressed you are throughout your cycle, typically you ovulate more. So again, we want to support healthy ovulation. And then for the nutrient deficiencies, we have a lot of calcium, zinc, magnesium, iron, these essential nutrients for reproductive health in steady mood. So you get your daily dosages of that. Again, like PMS can often be traced back to nutrient deficiencies. So we're covering that base. And then there are anti-inflammatory ingredients in there as well, like the B vitamins. So we are covering that base as well by, you know, this, this three-pronged approach to PMS, basically helping with inflammation, helping with stress and helping with nutrient deficiencies Mm. and taking steady mood every day and being consistent with it will help you optimize your progesterone production. And I'm, like I said, a huge fan of progesterone. I think trying to support your body's natural production of this is probably the most direct way of optimizing your menstrual cycle and having easier periods. Mm. So steady mood, um, in the period rescue kit, you want to take every day and you want to be consistent with it over time. So that is, you know, a slower process, but cramp aid, which is the other product in the rescue kit, this is a quick fix. I know that people, you know, love a quick fix. And often I'm skeptical when, you know, something says it works quickly because a lot of hormonal optimization takes time. It's like a one to three month process, but cramp aid is for immediate cramp relief. So this is going to be your lifesaver when you're actually on your period and you're reaching for that Midol or Advil or whatever you reach for. And you have a natural option that you can just have in your toolkit to bring you relief. And this is our biggest innovation because again, like supplements usually take longer time to work, but Crampade's ingredients are chosen specifically on fast acting anti-inflammatory and anti-spasmodic ingredients. So we have Dong Kwai and uh, calendula and ginger and fenugreek. These are really powerful anti-spasmodic, anti-inflammatory herbs. You mentioned you had some experience with acupuncture and like nothing mystical about these things. They are so powerful. They have been studied clinically in the last 10 years um, and even gone head to head with painkiller and had the same results Mm. with fewer side effects. Mm. So I think there's a lot of, you know, wisdom from traditional Chinese medicine, from Ayurvedic medicine that's been around for thousands of years that the clinical research is just now catching up to and validating. And we can see the fast acting benefits of ingredients like this for pain relief. So I love those ingredients for fast cramp relief. And then we also have zinc and B vitamins in cramp aid, which help deliver oxygen to the uterus because your uterus is like a muscle, just like any other muscle. When you go for a run and you're out of oxygen, you start cramping and you can feel it. Mm -hmm. So we want to do whatever we can to stop that pain cascade from starting. 
And that is why cramp aid is able to relieve menstrual pain in an hour or less because we have optimized for these really fast acting ingredients. Mm, so powerful. And it's so you know interesting to think about the evolution of just the menstrual cycle. I remember reading when I was in elementary school or something, I must've been an interesting kid reading this, but that in ancient Egypt, menstrual blood was a cure for sagging eyes and near the blood all over to fix those areas. Um, kind of badass. Don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know if everyone wants to try that one at home. Um, <laughs> they even believe that menstrual blood could cure leprosy at one point. Wow. But I think it's interesting because throughout history, people have also considered menstrual blood to be a curse. And that makes yeah. it so rooted in our history and in our stories. Um, yeah. And even today, you know, I used to have asthma. I don't have it so much anymore, but I was told by my doctor that your period can worsen asthma symptoms because you're just more sensitive to allergens during that time. Oh, yeah. Uh, totally. So your body is going through so much. And just also a fun fact, everyone, um, the, according to research, the majority of women have period stains in every pair of underwear. So there is no <laughs> shame. You got little dots in there. We are women yes. or just a wild woman doing you. Well, this is why we try to show blood on our Instagram sometimes. So mm-hmm. we we have a lovely Instagram at Deloon Care and we try to normalize some of these like natural occurrences, like having bloodstained underwear because it is so normal. We're all dealing with it. And yet when we've been taught that this is a secret, you feel like you're alone in these everyday struggles. So we we try to show some imagery of real blood, real people on their period. Um, and I think people are starting to reclaim that. We, we published an article about how you can use your period blood if you collect it in a cup um, to fertilize your houseplants. Mm-hmm. And that article was just shared all over the internet because people were, you know, they had all these preconceived notions about how it's just a waste product. It's kind of a disgusting, you know, fluid that your body's getting rid of, but it is a valuable, um, resource that is full of nutrients in itself. So if you want to get really hippie and, uh, experimental, go try to fertilize your houseplants with period blood. Wow. Love that. <laughs> we are just going all over today and I'm here for it. Okay. So everyone, I am just so grateful that you're tuning in for this. Um, be sure to head on over to Deloon.co and grab your period rescue kit. Uh, be sure to support the podcast by typing in U-Turn 20 at your checkout and yourself. Mimi, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else that we want everyone to know before we go? Oh, just try to talk about it. I know it feels weird at first, but I so appreciate conversations like this because this is the only way we're going to normalize information and also like denormalize uh, suffering alone, because I hate that that is, you know, really mainstream for everyone to be silently suffering. So try to talk about periods with your friends and with your family. I know it's awkward at first, but, you know, try to loon, get on social media, normalize these conversations, and also feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions at all about your cycle. If something feels like TMI and you just want to have a private conversation, we are here for that. So yeah, just let's talk about periods. (laughs) Love that. Thank you so much again for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners. 
Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in. And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-turns. We'll see you next week.